What is up, Hogamaniacs? Yeah. And thank you for tuning in to episode six of Big Boys and Body Slams. Today we are talking about <laughs> Hell in a Cell 2018. My name is Zach. Right over here to my left, you've got Kyle. Hey, guys. And over to my right, we have Luke. And my buddy, Teddy Long. Holla, holla, holla. And if anyone uh, misbehaves, going to put you in a match directly against the undertaker yes and right now you can see we are on we are on twitter and we are on patreon twitter at bb and bs podcast and patreon.com slash big boys and body slams patreon is the best way you can support the show uh we could really use your support we have some really cool tiers and you're gonna want to contribute to that because it's awesome uh we sold another shirt this week or two shirts we sold two two our, our boy friend of the podcast dakota zankner bought one for him and then his friend sarah bought one too so thanks for supporting making us a little bit of a Moolah. Money, money, money. Yes, we appreciate money. any support we can give. And again, we're on uh, iTunes and Google Play. We're on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitch right now. Uh, it's going to be an interesting video cast this week with the whole... But I'm also recording a backup on the camera, too. So we have our bases thoroughly, thoroughly covered. Dude. Yeah. Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Holy crap. That was a pretty good pay-per-view. I, it exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I think, I think that... It was a really solid show. Towards the end, it kind of tapered off. Took an interesting yeah, turn, yeah, uh, particularly yeah. in the main event. But outside of that, I thought that this was a super solid show overall, um, with some really fun matches and some really like well booked finishes, and uh, maybe a couple not so well booked finishes as well. Um, but and by the way, it's fun to be here doing a modern day current WWE pay per view. This is the first one we've yeah, done. First one for the show and. This was a fun one to start on. Yeah, I know we were kind. We were kind of. We were recording like we had been podcasting for SummerSlam, but we were kind of just starting and wanted to get our bearings. I think a little bit more beneath us before we started kind of into the current show. So this is a good first one, I think. Yeah, one thing I noticed about this show and what we've kind of been seeing, because I mean, we obviously are keeping up with the current product. Um, the pay per views lately for WWE have been super top heavy in that the first half seems to have a ton of action and it's really got you sold like, oh my god, this is going to be the greatest pay per view of all time. And uh, then you kind of get some, a couple strange finishes like here and then towards the end. I didn't have the best taste in my mouth at the end and everyone remembers the, you know, the final scene in the movie, but god. There was some. There was a ton of great, great matches. Just fantastic wrestling and great spots. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, should we not waste any more time? Should we get yeah, right let's into do it? it? Let's get it. Um. So, uh, first off, Luke, what did you think of the kickoff match? I just oh, want to ask you this right off the bat. Oh wait, we have a guy who didn't show up for the kickoff match. Oh, ouch! That's oh, right. Oh, that's right. Somebody isn't taking their podcasting life seriously. Yeah. When I messaged the message group with three oh o'clock, I think God. Luke must have been at three forty-five or four o'clock. It was more no. like three fifty-seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's pre very true. shows three o'clock, main cards four. I just I tried to toe the line and uh, you missed a very good match. Classic you did. Luke fashion. Uh, yeah. Kind so of yeah. Salty. So all rubbing aside, we did have a kickoff match, and it was the New Day versus Rusev Day battling. For the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships, the Battle of the Day, the Day brands against each other, um, and like Kyle said off the top, what a what a what a good solid kickoff match. I I wish that this wouldn't not have been on the kickoff show. This was definitely main card worthy. It was really really fun. Yeah, it was. Um, just to kind of get into some of the action here. Dude, it was um, great. <laughs> yeah, it was. You really messed with a good one. You, you get, go um, outside for this one. So right off the bat, um, 
There's a monkey flip from Kofi counted into a double leg, double leg takedown, which was a, new, a near fall. Um, Kofi got caught off a crossbody into a fallaway slam by Rusev, which was really nice. Rusev just flexing his big man muscles throughout this match, and that's what Rusev does best. That's where you want Rusev to be, I feel like, in, in a spot like that. Um, any, anything to add for that spot, uh, Luke? That was actually my uh, my favorite spot of the match. It was, right, it, awesome. I was very impressed. Awesome, awesome. Uh, big E then gets tagged in, uh, and he just... Gives two belly-to-belly suplexes, I believe, to English, and then a splash. Uh, then Rusev comes in, knocks Biggie down, gives him the spinning heel kick for a near fall. English comes back in. Rusev gets in out of the ring. Biggie takes Rusev out outside. He doesn't see the tag, which causes Aiden to do a flying over the top rope senton. That was sweet. I don't know where Aiden English pulled that from, but it was awesome. It it was crazy. It was it was one of those moments that you're just kind of like, oh, I didn't know he had that in his arsenal. And yeah, I like. He'd been reserving it for this one kickoff show. You know what's crazy? Match. He's full of surprises. Is when English came up with uh, him and Gotch. Uh, I forget what they're, they're the, the Vaude villains. Vaude villains. I kind of thought they were. He was boring. Yeah. Like, I didn't really yeah. see much in him. And then he's really kind of broken out of his shell with new or uh, the Rusev day, and has yeah. been very entertaining. I think the Vaude villains um, were a gimmick that were very good in NXT, but it was also the kind of gimmick that like a Vince McMahon-led yeah. WWE was never going to give the time of day to. It wasn't going to last. I kind of like the Vaudevillains gimmick, but it never got the push, kind of like the Ascension, and kind of like Sanity. It was a good gimmick, and they just they just wouldn't push him. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Aiden, that, that top rope sent on was really nice, and I think he had a couple of really nice spots in this match, but that was the first one that kind of uh, Kyle and I were both kind of like, whoa, didn't know he could do that. Uh, I'm sure Luke. Would I was have been a little unimpressed it. with that one, so that's why I didn't really react that way. Yeah, um, it was also cool because uh, English did the accolade in this match too. Yeah, and I guess we can kind of lead into that. This is towards the end of the match, so uh, spoilers. English, Aiden English gets the accolade at locked in, and the crowd's going crazy at this point. And you can kind of see Rusev on the outside, like he wants to get tagged in. He wants to get tagged in, so he's getting a little aggravated. But then, uh, you know, at the same time, he obviously wants them to win the match, and he's he's. But you can tell he wants to get tagged in, like hey, that's my move. But English does get the accolade sunk in for a bit. You think Kofi's going to tap, but then um, Kofi does get to the ropes. And then that kind of teased the dissension angle, which kind of, I think we all kind of thought was going to be the story coming out of this match for Rusev Day. But it kind of went into full effect here. Uh, not to the point where they were like violent with each other. Um, but they he hits the accolade. Rusev comes in and he kicks Big E. Kofi comes in and breaks the hold. Big E comes back in and tackles Rusev outside, um, which causes... Co- uh, big uh, Aiden to get distracted. Who? Uh, Aiden. Oh, and you. then Kofi hits a trouble in paradise to Aiden English. Um, it teases a little bit more dissension, which causes the New Day to get the pinfall. Um, the ending sequence of this match was a bit hard to like call or like kind of take down in notes. It was pretty good. Um, I definitely recommend at least watching like the last few minutes of the match. And then again, it, we tease maybe an, another imminent breakup of um, Rusev Day. Can I mention a spot I really liked in this yeah. match? Um, Kofi was trying to run to the outside and Big Biggie uh pushed him up and he jumped out and got kicked in the face by Rusev. Like, yeah. Yeah, he went flying out and then right as he was going outside it was the kick. Oh yeah, that's right. The the Machka kick. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Uh but overall a good match. I gave it three point eight stars. Uh, I think had I stop. I think I looked back at it after seeing the rest of the show, maybe I would have bumped it down a little bit, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with what my initial gut reaction was, which was a 3.8, a really solid kickoff match. I rated it a 4.0. I, th- I thought it was the 
perfect way to start a pay-per-view. It sucks that some of the fans weren't even in their seats yet. Yeah, the arena was like over half empty still at so, this point. Um, but for us, as we're watching, it really got me, got my juices flown and got me excited and got me got me ready to go. And Luke doesn't really have an opinion no, on this match. No, no, Luke no. No, I got here. a rating. No, it's five stars. It's the greatest match I've never seen. So after okay. that, um, we get right into Hell in a Cell. Well, we don't. There's some more pre-show nonsense, but that's the pre-show. Uh, so the first match of the night on the main card is uh, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton in the cell. I hear voices in my head. Thank you. And so we see the cell start to get dropped in the beginning of the show. The and weird red cell. Everybody knows it by now because everyone has seen the pictures on Twitter. But the Hell in a Cell was blood red this year. What, what did you guys think of the cell itself being red? I mean, so I'm kind of... I don't know. It was a little hard to watch at some points because of the red cell, but I kind of liked it at the same time because I thought it was fresh and new. But yeah, I I I like I liked it in theory. However, I do feel like in execution when they cut to the hard cam for these for the Hell in a Cell match, it was harder to see than it even usually is. <laughs> Which it's already like a bit of a challenge to see naturally see into the Hell in a Cell, but having that red just made. It made it almost a wall when he was viewing it from the hard cam. I think I think Kevin Dunn and everyone in the truck kind of learned their lesson with that first match. And honestly, I mean, I know WWE does everything they can to prepare beforehand, but I think that they kind of made some uh, calls on the fly in that there was a lot more hard cam shots in this Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy match than the main event. Um, so yeah, it was it was kind of weird. I mean, I like the symbolism of you know blood and hardcore Hell in a Cell and all that. Um, at first, it was hard, kind of hard to see through, but you you get used to it. And yeah. in the in the main event, it wasn't even it, to me. It wasn't really even a, an an obstruction. I agree. I, it'd be interesting to kind of like get a report from somebody who was there. Yeah. Um, to see what it was like actually at the arena, but Seems in, like in it theory, been I, I thought it was interesting. It was it was interesting to say the least. Sure. Um, Different. So this match. Uh, this match freaking ruled had some brutal brutal things in it and we'll get right into it so the match starts out and this is a blood feud obviously that jeff hardy and randy orton have been having orton has been playing this yeah jeff hardy throwback with the mesh yeah that's a good mesh shirt and then immediately giving props to recently retired matt hardy with the delete signs and all that i mean make sure i get that right (laughs) delete signs uh thank you so much matt hardy you're a legend yeah thanks for everything matt obviously the news came out that he is hanging up uh, his boots seemingly and what a career uh we talked about him a lot on this show even uh, uh, through the weeks he's been featured on a lot of our shows and friend of the podcast friend matt of the hardy. podcast matt hardy what a career for what matt. a creative genius um yeah uh and i think jeff maybe showing a little symbol of re- respect and love for his brother on the oh, way yeah. um so right off the bat obviously this has been a blood feud between orton and jeff orton wants to knock down a peg all of the people that uh, the fans adore and Jeff is like one of the people on the top of that list. It's so good. Can I just say to have like real dastardly heel Orton back? Yeah. Where he's not just going through the motions. And I, I got to admit, I don't really like modern day Randy Orton, but here he was channeling it. He, he, there's just the biggest gripe. I think you hear with um, Randy Orton is that there's days where he tries. And then there's days where he's just there to collect the paycheck and go through the motions. This was not one of those days. No. And might I say he looked jacked AF. This is one of my favorite Randy Orton matches in years. Yeah, yeah this match was super good. So it starts off, Hardy goes right after uh, Orton to begin the match. He's getting him, uh, get, striking him. He's really, you know, going after him and just all this pent up frustration and anger from the last month and a half with Orton is coming right out. Um, 
uh, Orton got sent right into the cell to start it off, and then Jeff grabbed a table right off the bat, um, not wasting any time. You know what kind of match this is going to be. Um, and then something that was kind of interesting was Jeff went to slide the table into the ring, and then Orton came on like the other corner, so like this corner, and Jeff was on this corner, and they were fighting over the table for a second, which is something I feel like I have never really seen in that capacity, which was, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, so they're fighting over the table. It eventually does make its way into the ring. Um, the table gets sent. Wait, what did I write down here? So Orton and Jeff fight over the table. Yeah, so uh, Randy's on the outside of the apron. Yep, yep. And then table the table was sent into Orton on like a surf. He was like no, so, Jeff wrote it like a surfboard. <laughs> well, it was like a surfboard slash a baseball slide. Yeah, yeah. It. I have I have that it was a baseball. Yeah, slide. he came yeah. off the ropes and just slid right into it, and that's something we haven't seen before. Is yeah, that was really, there was a lot of unique offense. Yeah, it was by sweet. Both men in this match, which we'll get into, but Spot that fest. was like yeah, that was one of the first kind of like ooh spots of the match. Um, Orton gets a gets a chair at one point, and he just cracks this chair over Jeff Hardy's back. Bent it, yeah. With one shot, this chair was bent. He hit him, and then he just continued to just assault him, and then took the mesh shirt off, and then just gave him bare skin shots with the chair. He hit him several times with that chair. Uh, the chair would come back into it a little bit later, and then they went outside with the chair. Orton set up the chair in a very precarious position. I think we all knew what was happening with the chair at that point. Uh, <laughs> just an obvious setup. Went to go spot, after Horton yeah. to send it. Orton went after Jeff to send him into the chair. Obviously. Jeff countered it and then bounced off the chair and hit his uh, jumping wizard. shining wizard yep. into the into the side of the cell on Orton. Uh, I think we all knew where that was going, but he got all the, the he started kind of getting all of the, uh, the greatest hits yep, in yep, here. There you go. And then Orton barely hits a superplex on Jeff when they get back into the ring. Jeff had to like really lay himself up to get because oh, Hardy yeah. er, uh, Orton almost didn't get him over. It looked like on that on that superplex, no, he, he, and that was great body control because he had to yeah. mid air adjust or that would have. Uh, yeah. Been broken neck or something. Orton with a, usually a great superplex, too, by the way. So it was weird to see that one kind of... That was like the only botch of the match. Oh, though. yeah. Or, or near botch. They saved it. Yeah. Uh, that that was a near fall uh, from Orton to Jeff. And then Hardy recovers. Hits a whisper in the wind for a near fall. Another ladder comes out, which is much bigger. The first ladder was like a baby ladder, by the way. Um, it, there was a ladder brought out early in the match. It was like this like tiny, stubby little ladder. And then he does bring out a real ladder. There was a after cool... That. A cool yeah, did we miss this? Yeah, There was ahead. a cool ladder spot where... Uh, Jeff set it up like a V. Oh yeah, yeah, upwards, upwards, yeah, upwards, and then did an uh, inverted suplex, right? Yeah, and what happened was he set it up okay. upside and down, then Orton, and then Orton picked Jeff up and threw him. Yeah, onto Jeff, it. Jeff went for a suplex, and then Orton reversed it into a gut buster and just threw him right onto the supports of the ladder. Yeah, and his knee just smashed yeah. it, dude. That looked like yeah, a tornado. That looked. Bad. <laughs> that looked- like an injury. Yeah. And then they do get back in the ring. And then uh, one of the weirder spots of the match was like Orton put Jeff like opens the ladder and puts Jeff like inside of it like a sandwich, like a Jeff Hardy ladder sandwich. And then like puts his head in a rung. He like puts his head through a rung. And I thought like, oh man, he's going to like slam this ladder onto Hardy. But he kind of just like kicked him <laughs> for a second and then like got him out of the ladder. Unless I missed something because I was looking down, but like he didn't really do anything with that. No, he just kind of sandwiched in there. Yeah. Which I mean, it was cool looking, I guess. Um, can I skip ahead a little bit because I really want to get to this part of the match that had us all marking oh, out? Oh, yeah. Well, marking out I don't or know. just my stomach was yeah. churning. So, Orton goes outside of the ring and he looks under the apron for something and he's looking and looking and then he grabs a toolbox. Just just spills it everywhere. And he dumps this toolbox out, which was kind of funny because I was thinking, man, the, the guys in the production truck and the ring technicians the ring crew. are just like so pissed off at him. He's like, I have to pick up all those tools after that. So he gets he he finds this perfect like a, a pretty long screwdriver. This was like a like a six or seven Beefy. inch screwdriver. And I I knew what was happening right away. Like I called the spot. I called the spot. I don't think 
either of you no because we were coming. hoping that shit wouldn't have happened it, and it, it happened uh, it was a little cringeworthy for me so yeah, he gets into he, so he gets into the ring and he takes the screwdriver and he puts it through hardy if you've been watching smackdown you'll know where this is going he puts the screwdriver through like hardy's gauge ear hole oh. like where his his plugs usually go and he puts it in and he starts pulling on it but that's not enough for Orton. This is hell in a cell. He's got to pull out the big guns. So he takes the screwdriver and just starts twisting it. He, he you know how it, like those old rubber band airplanes used to have where you'd put the rubber band in and you'd have to turn the propellers and then you'd throw it. It's like he, that but with flesh. He, he did that but to Jeff Hardy's ear skin. It, oh. it was not it was gnarly. And again, it, it we've it's it's it was taking a call back to something we'd seen on SmackDown and just cranking the volume up to 11. It was gnarly. Well, I've never had like I've never had ear piercings or gauges or anything, so I didn't know exactly how resilient the the earlobe is. So I'm like, dude, if his if his like it, it looked like his ear was just gonna like snap or something. It was it yeah. was hard for me to watch. God, um, so needless to say, uh, Jeff didn't like that spot because he got up and hits uh, Randy Orton with a twist of fate, um, and then he kicks Orton in the dick. Dick kick city. I love dick trauma. And yeah, so yeah. No, just, <laughs> and then Michael Cole's just a low blow by Hardy, and it's all legal. Directly yeah. after the man yeah, had a no, screwdriver no jammed shit. through his ear. Yes, he was trying to rip the dude's ear off. Um, Jeff gets really fired up at this point. He does not like it when you finger his ears, and, or screw screw his ears, I should say. So he gets gets the chair from earlier, starts bashing him over the chair. Um, and right before this, he had hit him. He had like he has like the hot topic like studded belt. And so just before this, he, he like the belt was broken in half, and he was like lashing Orton with the belt. And I noticed he was bleeding. And Orton's, at first, at first, I thought it was from the chair shots. Orton's got blood all over. Him. Yeah, and yeah. at first, I'm like, was there like was the chair? Did the chair have like a? That's what I thought too. Was the chair bent? up so bad that it had a point and then Sharp, mm-hmm. as you look at his back more you realize no it's stud marks from the belt yeah and then th- there's also like a big cut on randy's leg and then yeah and then you notice he's he, randy was kind of like a he was a bloody mess yeah. by the end of this he match must've, he must have got like scraped up or something because there was like skin hanging yeah and that was gross too. i loved the visual though of the stud marks from the belt in randy's back it looked brutal and Finally. we actually t- we were just like right before this p- moment we were all talking about like do we miss blood in wwe matches because obviously there's no blading anymore so all it's blood all hard is hard way, way. Mm-hmm. and my my stance on it was i appreciate blood so much more now than i did then and i don't know if some of that's just me being older and 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 i don't want to see people with scarlet masks anymore really I love crimson scar- crimson, crimson mask. Yeah. thank you but uh and right after we were talking about that, Randy gets hardwayed, and it looked great. Just because you could see the individual studs from this belt. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Um, and so then, I think Orton's had enough at this point. He's ready for the finish. Hits one more twist of fate. And by this point, both ladders and the table are set up in the ring. He hits another twist of fate to Orton, puts him on the table. He climbs the small ladder. And at first, we're thinking, is he going to leapfrog over this ladder and leg drop Orton through the table? That wasn't quite his idea. <laughs> so he goes from the small ladder, climbs the big ladder looks up and so there, there was these large supports coming down from the top of the cell he grabs onto the supports like shimmies the, over above, like the true spot yeah, monkey he yeah. is he that's a good one and Thanks. then he shimmies over to directly above randy on the table swings three times randy moves and he splashes himself through the table it it i marked out yeah it was sweet it was it was awesome and then uh, the ref immediately calls for the cell to be lifted up. He's hurt. He's hurt. He can't go. And then Randy rolls him over and insists that the ref counts. Yeah, do your job. Do your job. Do your job. So he <laughs> he lays on Hardy. The referee reluctantly counts three for the win. And then Hardy's taken out in a stretcher. This match was insane. It was awesome. You you got you did miss a a really good spot. I think. Yeah, let's hear it. It was uh, 
Jeff Hardy put the chair on Randy Orton and hit a swanton oh, yeah. onto the chair. So I think oh, that's yeah. what made his leg bleed, I think. Because yeah. that's when I noticed his yep. leg started bleeding. And then it, it, I think he only got like a two. I don't even know if he went for the pin on it. He got a near fall. Yeah, he got because a near I, fall. I remember saying, did he just get a near fall off of yep. a swanton with but a it, chair? It was a really cool, uh, cool spot, I thought. There was a lot of kind of um, unique. Uh, offense in this match by both Hardy and Orton uh, and at this point like every Hell in a Cell pay-per-view that comes along we keep thinking well we're not going to see anything new or we're not going to see anything groundbreaking and I, I don't know that any of this was groundbreaking but there were some really interesting things that you don't see yeah no I saw ever. several spots that I've um, never seen before and so that to me just made this match worth every minute of watching what a cool way to start the main show I'll give it four stars um, I'll give it four and a quarter I thought it was a lot of stuff that I haven't seen in a Hell in a Cell before, with like the the flippy thing from the top and the and the baseball slide into the, the table, to the yep. table, and there was just a lot of really good stuff that I haven't seen in Hell in Cells before. And Jeff Hardy was saying he was going to give us stuff that we haven't seen before, and I thought it was really excellent. Yeah, he so he's... four and a quarter is my my final score on that. Yeah, and mine's mine's gonna be four stars. It was incredible. The crowd was completely into it. WWE's been doing fantastic with their openers lately. They've really been able to Very get the crowd start. going. Yeah, definitely. And the thing too, um, for Randy Orton, I kind of want to give him some props here because there's a lot of times where I feel like I don't want to. So I'm gonna take advantage of this moment. Um, yeah. Since since is heel turn, um, we've kind of been talking. I haven't been able to catch a lot of the the regular shows, um, but. I really loved how this didn't have a finisher. Like, he, he didn't hit an RKO for a finish or anything. And then you kind of informed me that since his heel turn, he hasn't been using yeah. the RKO. Yeah, he hasn't used it one time since his heel turn. But just so smart because it's going to get a babyface pop anytime he uses the RKO. I think so to avoid it uh, has just been like kind of like a wink and a nod to like the, the smart fans out there, oh, you know? Go ahead, Kyle. Oh, I was just going to say uh, I kind of like the sadistic yes. Randy. I, I do wish that he would have actually pulled up Hardy and either hit a punt or I agree, an RKO. I totally agree. And, and just to, just to, just to show that he's just a ruthless or asshole. Or even like even like as he's being stretchered out, you know, take the gurney off and take the backboard off that he's on and throw him into the post or something. Like it could have used one more like big exclamation point at the end of the segment. And that, that's not me bitching or anything. That's just me throwing no, out an a, idea. A, it, yeah. Well, and and one of the biggest or at least you hear a lot of wrestlers say one of the biggest gripes of the current product is the overuse of finishers and huge moves for just near falls, so it makes the finishers mean less. So when there's actual matches that don't end with a finisher, uh, I, I kind of mark out for those, and I mean, those are few and far between. So We did it, have a few tonight, though. Excellent, man. Excellent. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so after that, we go backstage. AJ Styles is getting interviewed, and he says he's going to retain his title. He's laser-focused, and he's pissed. He is not happy. He's had enough. Joe has been... Trying he, to abduct his family. He's trying to uh, run away with his family, and he does not care for that. After that, we get a Becky and Charlotte video package. Real solid video package. This feud has just been white hot. Uh Becky Lynch is like quickly emerging as one of the most over talents on either roster. And seeing her kind of play this like tweener, like not a baby face, but not a heel character uh, has been really awesome. Kyle, would you like to add something? Oh, I just got to say, Becky is about as hot as her hair. Red hot. Nice, dude. Way, Thanks. To, way to control yourself. Though. Thank you for that critical analysis, Kyle. <laughs> no, no, she looked. She looked great. She, she looked fantastic. Um, Charlotte did too. No, yeah, both. Both of their this, outfits were awesome. The, both these ladies have great presence about them. Yeah. That's like a nice way to kind of insinuate, I think, what Kyle was. Uh, that's what Kyle meant to say. Oh, he's hot to try. Don't even try. Oh, to yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, 
And then after that, we do get the match. Uh, Charlotte, who is the champion, versus Becky for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Um, I did miss a bit of this match because I was uh, getting pizza for the boys. Uh, Appreciate that, pal. No problem. Um, but what I did see, I did enjoy. Um, I kind of got halfway through, so do you guys want to kind of go through the first half? Hit it, Kyle. Of it? Yeah, so, I mean, the match started out with a little bit of chain wrestling between the two, and they, they did pretty, they're pretty good at everything they do. But then... Uh, uh, there's a botched figure four attempt reversed to, into an armbar by Becky, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, a couple spears in the corner by Charlotte. Um, let's see. Lots of submission spots were in the match. No, ton, Tons of counters and reversals for sure. Yeah. Lots of great chain wrestling. I mean, just two great technical wrestlers going at it. The first spot I have written down here, and I don't know what spot in the match this was, was when um, Charlotte hit a basement drop kick to Becky on the outside of the ring. Um, I think that was about halfway through the match. Maybe. Yes? Yep. No? And then... Um, I don't know. I didn't know how to call this spot, but I said Charlotte hit like an arm drop onto the apron onto Becky. Like it was almost like it was almost like a fireman's carry like arm bar drop onto the apron outside of the ring. I don't know what to call that spot, but it looked really good. Apron Sweet. spots. Apron spots always get me going. Like hardest part of the ring. People it's the hardest. That. It's the hardest part of the ring. I don't. You know. And then we saw some apron spots tonight. Did anybody catch a hardest part of the ring from Cole or? Or Phillips? We did talk through a lot of it, but I didn't. I didn't catch I didn't the hardest part of the ring. which. But we did talk a lot during the yeah. show. And I'm not going to complain about a non-call for that because I get I, that phrase haunts my dreams. That's yeah, cliche. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, so then they get back into the ring. Uh, Charlotte hits a backslide and then just starts doing her chops. She's chopping chopping everybody. And by everybody, I mean Becky several, several times. Woo! The crowd's wooing them up. Uh, what do you guys think of Charlotte's chops? I don't think they're the best. I mean, for a female, I think they're one of the best out of the female wrestlers. Yeah, can you name a female that has a better shot? Ric Flair doesn't count. He's a man. Rick, Ric Flair. Woo! No, I, I guess I know what you mean. But... You're going to wake up the kids. Yeah, man, I got... I mean, I, I, got, I, I feel I got, like... I got kids, man. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's all good. Um, Charlotte is chopping. Charlotte gets a kick in on Becky's head and then hit, misses for a moonsault. And can we just say, her moonsault form, man... Dude, it's. I I mentioned this. This might, she might be top five. Like she has a of great moonsault of all time of, of anybody. She like folds herself in half. When, no, no, her moonsault's really good. She's just an athletic freak. She and does she, miss it here though. She definitely passes up Esarios. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. It's so underrated moonsault. So she does miss the moonsault, which yeah, allows it's better. Right. Everything else was kind of mad with him, but Moonsault was great. I just I just had to bring up a random name that people probably don't even know. I always played as him as No Mercy for some reason. I yeah, was a big... he came in with Lita. People forget that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I actually forgot that. Yeah, he, him, he and Lita were a thing. when That was like Lita's introduction, right, to wrestling? Mm-hmm. See? Okay. I, I didn't even know that. A little way... Go back in the Wayback Machine for that one. The encyclopedia just knows. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'll pull out my WWE encyclopedia tonight and flip through the pages. <laughs> Make that entry. Because I have two. Do you actually? Yeah. They're like atlases? My Aunt Sharon... Friend of the podcast who bought a t-shirt. For Christmas, like, back-to-back year, she bought me, like, the WWE encyclopedia that has just, like, everybody in it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, So she does miss that moonsault, though, as beautiful as it was. She does miss and land right on her her tummy in her face. which does Which does allow Charlotte to make a move. She gets a triangle in. uh, She's got the hold in. Good-looking triangle. And then Charlotte decides, I don't like being triangled. So she deadlift power bombs. (laughs) Becky Rampage Jackson S. It was awesome. Yeah, picked her up um, with one arm and just and just slams her right down onto the mat. Um, and does not win with that spot. Although she could have, and I would have believed it, but she does not. Uh, they do get up 
to their knees. They're each trading forearms. Uh, Becky hits a reverse DDT for a near fall, or Charlotte hits a reverse DDT for a near fall. I apologize. Um, I just want to talk more about that that triangle spot, man. That was really cool. Yeah, I, I really thought I really thought this pay per view had a lot of MMA throwback yeah. types, you know. And yeah. I think I think that was a good one. I think it showed that she's strong and she was able to get out the submission and for then, sure. Boom, Ricardo Rona all over again. And the crowd was super into it too. And they if, liked that spot. If any of you guys are wrestling fans that have never seen or not MMA fans, you need to look up the Rampage Jackson slam to Ricardo Arona. It's brutal. He wrecked him. Yeah, he he killed him. But that's the thing you you're absolutely right. There's a lot of MMA um, type moves and a lot of callbacks to that, but these two are just amazing sellers. Like let's let's be honest here, they're just fantastic, both technically sound, and they just make every move look excruciating. So they're oh for sure, they're just they're excellent, and so they had the crowd believing and hanging on every single move. Yeah, it was and awesome. then uh, so after that, uh, so they do they get back on their knees, they're trading forearms, and then Becky gets trapped in the Boston Crab. Uh, she does escape, but she gets sent back into the post, shoulder first, and that she gets up after that, gets the disarm her in, kind of out of nowhere. I disarm her out of nowhere. Um, got her locked onto Charlotte. Charlotte escapes, and then Charlotte runs into the corner, hits a spear, and then Becky reverses it into a roll-up and wins the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Loved it. The finish of this match was so good. Everything, everything from that triangle spot on was just quick, fast-paced, and uh, back and forth, like... Becky would get one move in, Charlotte would get the other. So what a fitting way to end the match. It was kind of a slow start that really, in the middle, really picked up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and there's one thing that WWE has always been good at, at least I will say for the most part, uh, more than any other company, is the finishes. I mean, they, they really bring it home. And those final exchanges, those final sequences, just get you hype. And, I mean, this one was no exception. And I know we I talked... Agree. I know we talked, uh, was that last week, Jeff Hardy and Triple H? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I know that I kind of had that rant last week of of uh, Jeff Hardy hitting like a swan ton, twist of fate and all that, and then Triple H just reversing the pin after taking like three finishers. This one made a lot more sense and just used the momentum of the spear to roll her up and then had her pinned down. So I love the finish, and uh, I'll go ahead and uh, lead it off and say three stars on this one. I gave it three and a half. I thought it was a very excellent match. I thought it told a great story, and I thought it showed that Becky finally got the big one. I'm at three and a half as well. Uh, the ending sequence of this match, I thought was really good. I mean, then. Brought it up. Yeah, seriously. You're a tough dude, critic, on. pal. Yeah. Uh, so, I just didn't like how slow it started out, but... That's fair. Oh, no, three oh. stars is still better than the average, and it was certainly a better than average match. Oh, yeah. Um, post-match... Uh, Becky and Charlotte are kind of facing off. Becky's got her new title. Uh, Charlotte goes for a handshake, kind of like a good job, good sportsmanship move. Becky is having none of it. Holds her title in Charlotte's face. The crowd goes absolutely bananas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she leaves. I liked that there was no... I liked that there was no further beatdowns by either woman because it keeps Becky's status as a tweener. And she's essentially just an aggressive baby face at this point. But it protects that status, and it keeps Charlotte as kind of a white meat traditional baby face. I kind of feel like it showed that Charlotte's more more confused why her friend turned on her, you know? Because, yeah, she like, still hasn't figured it out. Yeah, because yeah. like at SummerSlam, they you know Becky turned on her, and they were they were buds, you know. I mean, we've all had a, had a friend who's turned their back on you, and Charlotte's trying to figure out why. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah. So after that, we. Get a backstage New Day uh, interview segment. And With Bootyworth. <laughs> My Bootyworth. Oh, you're going to gonna fix that camera real quick. Yeah, hey, 
you're you're a freaking magician, dude. We got the uh, we got the camera situation figured out. Oh, oh so so the segment is the new day celebrating backstage with their butler named Bootyworth, <laughs> and he, he, they, they they throw it's just it's just random. It's kind of dumb. It's, no, it's awesome. It's, I, it's I classic New Day. Yeah, I laughed. It was it's it was kind of dumb. And, and then Kofi goes and grabs a costume. Who's he supposed to be? Uh, oh. He is. Uh, this is Kramer Kingston. Kramer Kramer Kingsman. Oh, he said Kingsman, really? He said Kramer Kingsman. He, I think he goes back and forth because on SmackDown it was definitely Kramer Kingsman. It's hard to understand. Basically, he's playing this old crotchety white man interviewer. Yeah, like a Gene Oakland spinoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Which that is, was incredible. Great. And then they celebrated with uh, with Bootyworth by uh, taking a Gatorade bucket. Like they said, you know, time for the celebration or whatever. And uh, instead of, you know, Gatorade or water, it was full of pancakes. Naturally, New Day style, and then, of then And then Big E is like shoving them in Bootyworth's face. And Boot- you can tell that Big E and Bootyworth are trying so hard not, not to laugh. Not to just he like, Bootyworth had to like stick a pancake in his mouth to stop himself. Like you, I could tell he was like biting down so hard on that pancake so he wouldn't just burst out in laughter. Does, does anybody else just wish they were Bootyworth right there so they could have pancakes just shoved in their mouth? I mean, from the New Day, sure. Dude, the yeah. New Day the new day are just... Like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Would you not just want, like, me and Zach to put pancakes in your mouth? Yeah, why, pancakes why you hate are excellent, us, dude. What? I'll, I'll go make oh, pancakes. You're not a pancake fan? Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no get out of America. Stop. Get out of America. quit, man. He likes crepes. Oh. Ooh. Go back to France. I love crepes. Ricky Bobby reference, sorry. Yeah. I know. I got it. I got the reference. Thanks, pal. Can we just take a second just make New Day appreciation... Dude, they can do whatever they they want. They're the best. They've just got charisma coming out of their ears. Yeah, I said this during the during their uh, segment, but they might be one of the only groups of people who aren't forced to read from a script every week, and they can just kind of wing it and do their own thing. And they're so talented. I think it would be a mistake to break them up. I hope they never break up. I agree. And 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 there's a lot of groups that you know they run their course, but I feel like these guys just keep reinventing themselves. Well, even even if even if they're not a traditional like stable or unit anymore, and they don't wrestle in tag team matches, all three of these guys could be having singles runs, but still be part of the new day. Does that make sense? Kind of like the Shield was doing for a while. Exactly, they could all be kind of off in their own stories and off doing but they their just own but they'd, each other they'd so all have well. the, each other's backs yeah exactly yeah. they'd all still be together and they'd all still be the, they'd still be the new day i think but again like kyle said they're so good at reinventing themselves yes and coming up with new weird food related gimmicks or unicorn or <laughs> yeah that they suit, that they're yeah. able to just stay relevant and this was a fun segment it's nice to have the new day back on 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 top i will say that you, you mentioned that all of them could have successful singer runs, and they have. Um, but I think that Big E and Kofi especially could have good ones. And I love Xavier, but he's just, as like that third or second person, he brings so much more to the table, to me anyway. He's, he's just such a good accessory wrestler or an accessory performer that I think he's better, way better in that role than he is if he was just a singles competitor. But then again, I didn't get to catch him too much when he was, so... No, I agree. Co- Kofi. Kofi was when he had that little run against Randy Orton, right? Yeah, that was incredible. Kofi's great. I mean, man. all three, all three of them, I could see <laughs> the Sean Kingston version of Kofi. I could Essos. see all three of them having like legit singles runs. Yeah, they could. Also, I apologize if you guys hear that motorcycle revving its engine outside of the window, but we're live. <laughs> what can you do? Um, after that, Let's no video package or anything. I don't think, unless I didn't write it down. Uh, we go straight into Drew and Dolph versus Seth and Dean for the tag team belts. Was there a video package before this match? Nope. I didn't think so. 
But to be fair, all the video package would have just involved all three versus Braun and Andrew and Dolphin because they've all kind of like had their stories lumped together. So I kind of understand that. But we do get the Raw tag team match. Drew and Dolph are the current champions, and they're going to be facing off against Seth and Dean, who, yep. by the way, don't come out to their shield entrance. Mm-hmm. I don't they know. They come out separate. They come out separate. I don't know who. Were you guys surprised by that? I was a bit surprised. Yeah. Well, and they weren't. I mean, they were just in their respective. Uh, uniform. So I think if they did come out to that shield entrance, that they would kind of have to commit to the to the uh, flak jackets and all that. And they're still. I'm getting a little bit tired of the shields being rehashed. Just I am when too. they just I'm when they're not. trying to keep it. Just when they're like they know they can go back to it over and over. Um, but in this case, this time around, they're kind of keeping their. I mean, they're doing a lot better job of keeping their individuality. And can I say, Dean Ambrose? I've over the years haven't been that much that big of a fan, but good lord, his traps are juicy. He looks, and that schmedium shirt makes him he look looks fantastic. So, he looks so great. Uh, I'm gonna say right off the bat, this was my match of the night. Ooh, Ooh. this yeah. was a fantastic match. Yeah. Oh, it was killer, um, nonstop. Yeah, you know what? I got I gotta say it's up there for my match of the night too, tied with the Hell in a Cell, the Jeff and Orton one. Yeah, I, I this this had my best rating. So yeah, match of the night. <laughs> See, exactly what I'm saying. Sure. Um, so the match starts, um, Dean, Seth and Dolph start, they do a little chain wrestling sequence, Dean gets tagged in, uh, he and Seth double team Dolph, uh, and then Seth comes back in, Drew comes in, uh, Drew shoulder tackles Seth just out of his shoes, Drew's a good big man. Oh yeah, dude. Um, you know, I, I always forget how huge he is until he gets in the ring, especially around uh, other people more that are supposed to be because he's not like a super heavyweight right. even though he definitely could be he, yeah. like he's just bigger than everyone else and it's yeah. imposing and it shows yeah. uh and then dean comes back in again uh, a lot of frequent tags in the beginning of this match just kind of establishing the teamwork aspect of everybody a lot of double teams um so dean comes back in takes out drew's knees and then he hit, gets a backslide for a near fall uh dean gets taken out while uh there's a distraction outside seth and dolph are kind of chasing each other outside which distracts dean just long enough to get taken out um and then ziggler and mcintyre double team dean in the corner uh and then a sleeper hold uh the classic jump up on a man's back and and give him give him a sleeper hold that, classic. that dolph does just classic classic dolph we got a lot of classic dolph in this match sure um Things start to pick up here. Uh, Seth comes in, hits an enziguri from to Dolph Ziggler, and then Dolph leaps up in the air and just plants uh, Seth on his head with the DDT. He's got he's probably got the nicest DDT in the company right now. Oh, I agree. He has a great DDT and his, his super kicks up there too. Um, Dolph, my thing with him is he's he he copies a lot, but what he does copy and and, and what his signatures are, he does very well. I feel like Dolph's the bump master. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, dude he's, he's takes, the Sean of selling right now. Dude takes nutso bumps. Yeah. Um, and then Seth gets double teamed in the corner by Ziggler and McIntyre. And then we get a little bit of a rest hold spot. Not going to complain about it in this instance. Because, hey, these guys need need to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they were going nonstop, dude. And the, and the crowd was into it. And it allowed uh, the baby faces to get back into it. Uh, Seth gives Dolph a nice sidewalk slam. Seth tries to tag Dean, but he gets pulled down... Um, Dean gets pulled down by Drew to the outside, which was really nice. And then uh, Drew comes in um, to and gets this huge Alabama slam. I believe he gave it to Seth. Cause, yeah, because Seth was still on at this point. Like an inverted one. Yeah, it was like an inverted Alabama he slam. On his chest. But he had like full rotate. Like, oh yeah. 
it was like the way like you know how when you do a pillow fight with your kid when you're a kid with like your siblings and you like really swing, swing for the you damn like fences. really swing that pillow that, that's what that that's what it looked yeah, like. like a jbl head but, chair shot. but instead of a pillow it was a it was a man that he that he did yeah that. that was brutal it was awesome um i don't know i don't know if did i if i marked out a little bit too much over that um over that but it was awesome and then so drew is kind of getting walked back into the corner and dean does get tagged in here but Drew was able to kind of cheat his body in a way so the ref didn't see it. And so the tag is not counted as legal. I thought that was really smart booking. And it really made Drew, like, the announce crew was really putting over, like, how smart Drew was because he knew where the referee was and he knew that. Do you know what I'm trying to like, He knew yeah. how to make the tag not be seen. Yeah. McIntyre's got a future on him. This guy, like, I know they kind of botched his first run, and then he went to Impact, and he, he like, got, Showed built, what he was he got of. built back up, yep. and he's back, and I'm just seeing, like, I see the Diesel-Sean yeah. breakup in the future between Dolph and uh, and McIntyre, and I, I think Mac, it's going to be a lot better than the diesel I agree. Because, I mean, no offense to, Diesel. to Diesel, Drew, Drew, is, Drew, Drew is miles is, ahead of, yeah. of where Nash yeah. was at that time, at least. Oh, yeah, so... so well, and he's not, he's not quite seven foot. He's not, like, huge, big, and slow. You know, uh, so th- uh, this is the point of the match when I'm just straight up going to start reading from my notes, uh, because from this point on, the match was just an absolute chaos. Intensity. In it was so fun. Way. Yeah. Uh, at, at this point, uh, the Alabama slam spot, I was like, this is like a three, three and a half star match. Like, this is a good, solid tag team match. Everything else that happened here was just like Off rapid races. fire insanity. Yeah. Um, so. Seth gets on the top, hits a, do- a blockbuster to Drew McIntyre. Dean's finally able to get tagged in. The crowd is hot for it. He takes everyone out. He goes for a dirty deeds, uh, but it gets countered. Uh, Dean gets rolled up by Drew. Drew gets sent into the post outside, or to Dolph, sorry. Drew gets sent into the post outside. Uh, Dean eats this huge exploder suplex into the corner. He landed right on his head. Huge. He landed, yeah, landed right on his head in the corner. Um, and then... Seth comes in, he gets a springboard takedown, tries for a suicide dive, but gets caught by Drew and Dolph, and then Dean comes out and takes everyone out onto the side, which was really cool. I, I love, the just again, the teamwork aspect of scouting Seth's offense, knowing he's going to go for the suicide dive, and working together to catch him. Just A-plus tag team work by a still relatively new tag team. There was a lot of good tag work like that in this match. Well, that's what's kind of wild, is that all four of these guys are excellent solo performers. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you know, the Shield started out together. Right. So they've got that experience. But all of these guys are such excellent solo performers that they just know how to work a match any way you slice it. So these are just four high-quality superstars just putting it all out there. You know, and another thing is uh, the the tag team division on Raw is kind of in a shitty state. Yeah, they pretty much had to revive. And so I know, I know you guys aren't crazy about the Shield reunion, but I feel like the Shield reunion and Dolph and McIntyre have been a shot in the, like... Shot in the arm to give them a little bit of a, a tag team division. I, I I'm not I, I'm not buying the B team as a legitimate. No, no. You got these guys have probably won like nope. five matches in like five years, and now they're pushed up to be a tag team contender. I'd rather see Heath Slater and Rhino get a title run than the B team. No, I agree. I think I think that, um, I'm not anti Shield. Really, I, I just think you can only go back to the well so many times, and I feel like a large reason that they put the shield back together was to just they're trying anything they can to get Roman positively right. received. And I get that, but if you remember when Dean went out with the injury, right. it was when they were the shield. And Seth and Roman have always kept like a fr- on-screen friendship where they teamed up together during certain points. Right. Even when and, they were even when they were enemies. Yeah, and yeah. 
I mean, so as you were talking with the New Day, you know that they, they'd be apart but still work together. Dean and Roman have been doing that for months. No, no. So I, 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 if Seth needs a partner, Roman's there. If Roman needs a partner, Seth's there. And I guess that kind of is like a two-pronged approach because you're, you're, you're putting them together to help Roman kind of get the babyface reaction that the company thinks he needs to get. And also, you're aiding a tag team division on Raw that is just terrible for the most part right, right and, now. And it gives Dean a, a good story to insert back into I to think, help his I, buddy. I think the one thing that I'm kind of bummed out about uh, surrounding it is just the fact that the Intercontinental title has just been a complete afterthought since the Shield re- reformed because they've been solely focused on on Dolph and, and Drew. And maybe they win the titles at the end of the feud, maybe they don't. But I, I remember just that run that Rollins had before Drew originally beat him for the title as being some of the most enjoyable Dolph. raw TV. Dolph, yeah. Yeah, that I had seen because no, Seth's reign before Dolph had it. Yeah, you you said Drew. Before oh, Drew yeah. I'm stupid. We got you. Uh no, yeah. stop. But that, that reign that Seth had I thought was so good and he was really like bringing relevance to the mid card titles, which is so rare these days well, in WWE. Um, I really like their uh their match at was it Extreme Rules the uh, Iron Man the yeah, Iron the Man, Man main evented even though the crowd would be the a crowd bunch of shit all over it I thought it was a great match Fantastic. and then I, I thought their SummerSlam match was really good too yeah. with the two guys in the corner I loved their SummerSlam and match. so this was another really good match yeah but I'll let you um, I'll let you continue yeah so after uh, Dean took everyone out the two legal men do get back into the corner um, which is Dolph and Seth Seth hits a Falcon Arrow for a near fall to Dolph he teases the stomp but he misses Dolph gets him down Dolph teases the stomp which is really interesting uh, but then instead he eats a buckle bomb so like as uh, Dolph's foot was in the air, he caught Seth him. bounced up, caught yeah. the foot, and just gave him this huge buckle bomb. I love the buckle bomb. I do too. Um, yep. Drew comes in, and he gets sent right back out. We get dual roll-ups. So um, Seth, or Drew goes for, or Dolph goes for a roll-up for a two count. Then Seth goes to a roll-up for a two count. And then I don't know where uh, Dolph hits a zigzag for a near fall. Um, super kick to Drew from Seth. Because uh, uh, Drew does get tagged in at this point. There, there were tags. I don't even know if well, some of these had tags. Well, but... Seth had super kicks to both of them. Yeah, so he does. So he super kicks uh, Dolph, who does manage to get the tag. Drew comes in, eats one super kick, and then he's on his knees, eats another super kick. Uh, and then frog splash. And then he hits a huge frog splash. Onto, onto, the, back. onto the back. Onto the yeah. back. Of, I love, like. I like seeing that. I know. I, I think the moves like that, when, like, splashes that are normally into somebody's stomach when you do it on their back it just makes it seem like oh man it must hurt a little bit well and it's just different too because you can usually see it coming if they're always set up in a certain spot so when they mix it up like that yeah it's pretty awesome it does get a near fall though drew manages to kick out and then we go do we tease a double superplex with dean and seth both uh, attempting to superplex um Drew, Dolph is able to break it up. Seth misses, misses a dive to the outside. It wasn't just like a normal suicide dive. He went over the top rope and just just thudded onto the ground. Yeah. He hit the ground hard there. Um, and then back inside the ring, Drew clotheslines Dean out of his pants and then does just this big man kip up that is just, Dude. watch this kip up. No, it's, it's, I mean, you've got your Shawn Michaels slow and drawn out and The Rock too, but this was the quickest kick. It was like I've our TV seen. skipped frames. And this dude, yeah, dude, <laughs> and this dude is gigantic. Just a freak. Yeah, it was awesome. And then Dean gets put in the electric chair. Drew, I'm guessing, it looks like he's going for like a doomsday extra device. big like doomsday device or maybe a blockbuster on because he's on top of Drew's shoulders. And um, Dean is able to fight uh, Drew out of the Drew, and he is able to get off of Dolph's shoulders. Seth comes in out of nowhere like a 
leopard and he goes he hits the superplex he goes to the falcon arrow when he's in the middle of hitting because you know he does the combo move when he'll hit the superplex roll immediately into the falcon arrow as he's in the middle of hitting that move drew comes back in claymore seth who falls down drew gets the pin while he's unconscious Dolph, Dolph, Dolph gets yeah, the, Dolph pin. the pin i don't know why i keep getting them confused they drew, both, Dolph, named, Dean. yeah see uh Dolph gets the pin while he's out for the three count, and Dolph and Drew retain their titles. Whoo, boy. Really, really good match. This match was fantastic. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, and how many, how many uh, false finishes were there? A thousand. Towards the end, it seemed like there was and one the every second. Just, the crowd was just... The crowd was crowd, The crowd was behind this match 110%, and I can see why. Yeah. Well, and we're just... We're just... <laughs> we're really just watching this going, oh. Oh, oh! Uh, there the was like, time. it was like, a, like I wanted to just like stop putting notes down and like just watch the match. It yeah, was so yeah. entertaining. Uh, I'm gonna give it 4.25. Uh, this, this, this is the match to watch. This or the first Hell in a Cell match. This match was fantastic. I got four and a third stars, so I'm gonna boost it up above the Hell in a Cell match. All right, all right. I think it was better. I think this was the, easily the match of the night. And you know, I might go out on a limb here and say on the WWE main roster, this might be one of the matches of the year. Yeah. I agree. Yes, I agree. Yeah, absolutely, there, is. I can't think. It absolutely, I is. can't think of. I I know NXT has matches that are better. I mean, there was the was it the one before WrestleMania that had two five star matches? Yeah, on that it? was mm-hmm. the one, the Gargano Chompa. Um, Chompa. and then the ladder match. But the, on the main roster, I can't think of a match right now that was better than this one this year. Yeah, this was this was definitely one of the best main roster matches of the year for sure. Did um, you just flying headbutt your microphone? <laughs> I did. I. Uh, Cool. After that, oh, sorry, Luke. I'm sorry. Four and a quarter. God. I thought you already said that. Yeah. Typical. Just, just leaving me behind. Yeah, kind of. He left us behind for the pre-show. Nice. After that, we get a. Oh, sorry, Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got more dishes to do, boy. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Shut up. Uh, So we did get a, (laughs) we did get a uh, Drew McIntyre. Classic. Uh, what is? Is he Irish or Scottish? Scottish. Oh, yeah, a classic, classic Scottish. Disqualify his arse. Yeah, talking about uh, <laughs> Dean when he broke yeah. up a pinfall attempt, and then post match, uh, we see we see Drew carrying Dolph's lifeless body. Yeah, just to the just back. fireman's carrying him while he's like just limp Dead. holding his title. So yeah. I gotta I gotta say we talked about this earlier, and I've always been a Dean Mark, but he did grow really stale for a little bit, and I think yes. this return this is saving him. I, yes. Yeah, I think this yes. has really rejuvenated him, and I think you know when he the Shield first. Reunited with Daddy Kurt and all that stuff, um, he he, <laughs> yeah. he he looked better, but like I I'm seeing it now the Dean that like I as a fan fell in love with. Yeah, I think as long as they don't stray back into like the comedy, the comedy's fine nonsense. for a little bit. You know, it's kind of uh-huh, like Kurt. Uh-huh. Ang- it was kind of like Kurt Angle. You know, you can have your comedy spots, it, it, but you yeah. you got to make sure the in ring work is still you know a plus. Did he get called the Lunatic Fringe once? No. And and one thing too is when he was getting stale, he was just he was going back to those. He was just going back to a lot of moves all the time. So I will say I'm not a big fan of his working punch. He is one of those who tries to you know he's the brawler, yeah, right. So he tries to get the little short punches in. Uh, some of them are just meh. Yeah. But you know what? I don't know if I saw him do one time that when he was stale, he used to do all the. F- the, All the, the time. Take the ropes. Yeah. So, well, n- that not. But what? Yeah. What? What you're saying, Kyle? What, what he goes? 
Oh, is it the lunatic lariat? Where he hits, where he hits where the he, ropes and comes back and, and then hits, hits Yeah, that's called the lunatic lariat. He didn't do that one time in this yeah, match. Yeah, did not do it one time I, when he went I actually haven't seen him do it since he's been back. I've seen him do it once, I think. But which, he, he it, didn't hit a second rope axe handle, which is a move he did all the other second rope. You know, the though. lunatic lariat's cool every so often. Like, it, it, I agree. It's a fun move, I agree. but he was doing it, like, it every match. Yeah, every every time he hit the ropes, he was doing it. Yeah, Yeah. so that was really good. Watch that match. Really? After that, we had a mixed match challenge video package either of you gentlemen excited for the mix max challenge Mitch, Meh. you know what i meant um if i'm able to follow it from start to finish yeah i uh, <laughs> this is a weird thing that i kind of commented on in the in these promos there was like some weird sexual tension between, between some alexa of them. And like braun alexa especially. bliss and braun it was like uh, at the end it was like uh, once we defeat whoever they're facing once we're gonna we defeat go all so the way we're gonna alexa's like we're gonna go all the way and they're like selfieing themselves yeah. and braun just like um like what up girl? i think i think the thing for me with the mix max mixed i can't say that mixed number match one challenge? i can't say it number two there's just so much wrestling already like i'm watching raw and smackdown I'm watching NXT every week, and I, I I'm mean, trying to catch up on Impact. And yeah, I just really like, want to watch Impact. Two Hundred Five yeah. Live, Ring of Honor. Like, well, and then this is like non-canon. Yeah, the the uh, the Mae Young Classic is going on right yep. now too. Like, I just don't have time for like. There's no stakes attached to it. There's nothing on the line. Like, yeah. you know, it's just it's just more wrestling, which is always a good thing. But I digress. Um, after that, we get an AJ and Joe video package, which wasn't even like it wasn't even a traditional video package. It was literally just the storybook replaying. angle from Tuesday replayed. But damn, damn, this was so good. You missed you out guys. on Foley and Braun running into each other backstage, but that wasn't really notable. Oh yeah, I did. I just it was just it was just Mickey. Yeah, it I was just, just Mick. Have a nice day. Well, it was Mick saying like this. This structure changes. Yeah, you trust yeah. me. And Braun's just like. I'm big and I'm gonna beat his ass. Yeah, it was, that yep. was really. But then uh, we got then we got to the great Joe thing, and then we got to a great match. Joe, yeah, if you Joe, if you Joe, guys missed Joe. it on SmackDown on Tuesday, watch this segment. Samoa Joe is just absolutely out of his mind right now with, with the awesome. promos that he's cutting. So and he's a basically, what this was basically what this was was he had, he had written a book that was called Night Night AJ, and, like and it was like a literal book. book. Like it, it was all rhyming. It was like a Dr. Seuss book, but it was all about how uh, AJ was going to go to sleep, and that was like the crux of the match, and then he was going to run off with Wendy and the kid. And then we get the <laughs> X Division title match from Bound for Glory yes. 2008. Oh, wait, wrong promotion. Uh, yeah, but after that, we did get AJ versus Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. Of course, AJ is the champion. I am going to continue to whine and moan and complain about the placement of the WWE title on these modern-day uh, WWE oh, shows. Oh, I agree. This should have closed the show. I can't yeah. stand it, the way they treat... Like, they claim over and over again, SmackDown's not a B-show, SmackDown's not a B-show. But then you go ahead and you put your WWE title match, which they continuously put over on television as the most prestigious title in the history of wrestling, what, and you put it in the middle of your show. What bothers me, too, is you have the WWE title that's been held by, I mean, look at all the people that have held the WWE title. Bruno, Hulk, Stone Cold, Brock, yeah. Cena, Macho Man. This, this title has been held by the legends, you know? And then this universal title, it's been held by Brock, Goldberg, Finn, and Owens, and now Reigns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, the the universal title should not be up to the importance as so, a WWE title. We know why. Right it's because Roman is Well, it's because Roman. And, and, and Brock. To be fair, it's because it was in a cell, too. And, and it was Raw. And it's on Raw. But yeah. it just... This 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 ma this match was put essentially in like the pee break spot because it's after the hottest match of the night and it's literally smack dab in the middle of the card. I'm just hoping that with SmackDown moving the Fox that it gets that the title gets the respect it deserves. Because this was a really 
good match, and the crowd unfortunately was not into it. Yeah, take take us on on it. BS. Tell us tell us what we want. It was what? just BS at the crowd. Yeah, no, this this they this, should have been popping. This match the whole deserved time. more. Um, but I kind of again like they put it in a tough spot in the card, so they do come out and we get this match. Um, we get we start off with some chops, some nice big chops. Uh, I love Joe's chops. Joe has really good chops. He chops AJ several times. Uh, chop, chop, chop. And then away. AJ uh, retaliates with a drop kick to Joe, um, and then Joe hits a running knee to AJ and just knocks him off the apron. Uh, and then they go outside, uh, and then. AJ hits his own running knee and kills Joe. And then the, Joe is selling. I thought Joe was dead the way he was selling this move. Yeah. He was just like lying there motionless against the table. Um, AJ gets sent into the stairs. We, he teases the forearm outside. Or no, he teases the forearm back inside. So they're inside the ring. He's going to tease the phenomenal forearm early. Joe, with his smart veteran heel tactics, rolls out of the ring. So AJ can't hit it. Um, I just love Samoa Joe, guys. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! I love just, both these guys. I, I, I love both. I, I can't. I don't have a single complaint about either one of these guys. Joe is a top five chopper, though. Like you were saying, his yeah. chops are great. Mm. I, like I, there's nothing more than I like. I love chops that leave somebody's chest looking like hamburger meat after the match is <laughs> over. This wasn't that because obviously he didn't dig, so do it repeatedly. But like, do you remember uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble when Roderick Strong was like chopping the shit out of Daniel Bryan? Yeah, and like his his chest was like destroyed. I love gross. that. I love that. Uh, and Joe has the capability to do that. I don't know why we're going on about chops so much in this in this episode tonight, but they're important. He's yeah. He's got a, he's got a good chop. So we get back inside. Joe says, "You're not the only man who can do a running knee." He took AJ's head off with a running knee into the corner. Uh, I don't want a 300 pound man running at me and kneeing me when I'm in a corner of anything. <laughs> right. So I sympathize for AJ on that spot because Joe, for a big man, is quick for a 40 year old large uh, large. Oh, he's so agile, dude. He's a large man. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's a big boy. And we like our big boys out And here. body slams. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Correct. Um, AJ starts working over Joe's knee a little bit. Um, we get a corner splash. Enziguri combo. The classic Samoa Joe offense to AJ. Um, we get a suicide forearm dive to AJ on the outside. Uh, from Joe, yeah. Yeah, from Joe. Crazy. They come back in the ring. AJ just... It gets shoulder tackled, but he sells this like he's been hit by a car. AJ is getting thrown around. Yeah, that's he's getting ragdolled throughout yeah, this match. Exactly. That the sell job on that shoulder tackle, like he literally looked like he was in Hurricane Florence and he got hit with like a palm tree. You know, it was it was gnarly. We're thinking about you. Yeah, everyone uh, going through those hurricanes right now. You're a dick. Yeah, if you if you're a listener though, like no, like all jokes aside, like stay safe. Yeah, don't Please. stay stay indoors. Don't be outside like that one like guy with the American flag that went viral. I didn't see that, but don't do that. It was from a few years ago, but it's very oh. irresponsible. Just be safe. Keep keep your. Did you guys say? Hey, don't abandon your animals either. That's huge. Did you see the yeah. lines like out the door for the? Sh- uh, they were fostering the sh- animal shelters. Were having people foster animals who could keep them in a safe place, and like the lines for these animal shelters were like out the door. Good. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Uh, Don't also, leave your animals. Also, I think uh, my favorite news highlight uh, has been the Weather Channel weatherman who was like faking the intensity yeah. of oh, the yeah. wind and rain. Did you guys well, see that? Yeah. We are way off base. <laughs> it's not going to help the fake news movement, but go ahead. No. Uh, yeah. Fake news. Um, so uh, AJ gets blown up by that shoulder tackle, and then Joe gets a sit-out powerbomb near fall, and after that he gets the near fall, he puts it right, puts him right into the Boston Crab. Then it's an STF. Then hits a crossface. Well, what what do they call? What does he call that? Because that's like a modified Boston Crab where he's... Yeah, it's not really a Boston Crab per se. Uh-huh. And he's got like his legs all the way up on his shoulders kind of... It's like a Walls of Joey Co. Of what? A Walls of Joey Co. God, you're cute. 
Nice, dude. I like that. I think you should adopt that. Uh, he's just being the he's being the submission machine that he is. The Samoan submission machine. Uh, it's nice to see him actually bring out some of those submissions because I feel like he doesn't like he's like become like a one submission pony <laughs> with yeah. the Kakina clutch. Right. It's nice to see him like this was like rapid fire from one hold to the next hold to the next hold. Um, AJ does manage to get out of it. Joe misses a corner splash. Uh, Styles gets Joe up onto his shoulders for a torture rack. This was wild. You don't see torture racks anymore, especially no, you don't. to like a big man, a small man to big man. Mm-hmm. But he had him up there for a while, um, slams him down for a near fall, and then he hits a springboard 450, like three quarters of the way across the ring. Well, and it was like it was like a it was like a torture rack spun into like a layout. Yeah, power yeah, bomb. yeah. But that that springboard 450 splash, <laughs> he just like covered it was so much ground. Oh um, my god. Joe gets up and lariats AJ to death AJ's, for a near fall. AJ's at this kind point, of bleeding now. A, at this, I think that it was the lariat spot here that some mouth injury occurred to AJ because he was bleeding like crazy mm-hmm. out of his mouth at this point. Um, and then this part of the match was great, but it made me so mad because uh, AJ puts Joe or Joe puts AJ, sorry, on the top rope and he teases the muscle buster and nothing from this crowd. Man, I gotta say nothing. The, I know he Joe hurt Tyson Kidd with the muscle buster. I love that. That was buster. one of my favorite moves. That's one of my favorite. That's yeah. one of my favorite finishes of all time. When when Joe first came in the TNA and he was just wrecking all the guys with the muscle buster and the Kakina clutch and all that stuff, he was a badass. So awesome. And I get there was an accident that happened and it was very unfortunate because Tyson yeah. Kidd's a great wrestler, but you got to trust the guy who's done that move a thousand times, mm-hmm. a million times, and it messed up once. Yeah. Uh, and AJ, and the other thing, sorry to cut you off. No. AJ can take that move because yeah. we've seen AJ take that move in TNA a thousand times. Well, the thing is, he he continued to use the Muscle Buster throughout his entire stint in NXT. He used the Muscle Buster to win. All, he yeah, he rarely weird. used that's the Coquina Clutch in NXT. He almost exclusively used the muscle buster as a finishing maneuver and since he's gotten to the main roster he hasn't used it once and i think that contributed to the fact that the crowd didn't sell maybe they didn't buy that they he didn't was gonna know do it. it was either that they didn't buy he was actually going to do it or they didn't know what it was which but would be ridiculous i was marking out because i wanted to see aj get muscle busted unfortunately the crowd did not feel the same way um but he does aj styles does counter it tries to hit a styles clash of his own that gets countered joe hits an enziguri uh, or no, AJ hits an integrated Joe for a near fall and then a Pele kick and then a, f- a forearm, like a regular forearm, not a phenomenal one, it's a regular right, forearm. Yep. And then he goes for the phenomenal forearm, gets countered into the Kakina clutch, AJ's rolling around, he gets him on the ground, AJ kind of moves backwards and Joe, he's on top of Joe basically, but Joe still has the clutch in. We see AJ make a move with his arm opposite of the hard cam. Barely. I mean, you barely, can barely catch it. But the it. ref's counting but three. But as this is happening, Joe's shoulders are on the ground. The ref counts to three. AJ retains the title. There's some confusion. Joe is furious because he keeps telling the ref, he tapped out. He tapped out. He's basically, he like rolls out of <laughs> the ring and like corners Corey Grave. Yeah. And he's like, did he tap out? Did he tap out? And yeah, Corey he starts like, yelling at the announce team. And Corey Grave's like, yeah, man, I saw him tap out. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know about those um, guys, but I saw Don't it. break my neck again. So at any rate, AJ does retain the... Yikes. AJ does retain the world title. Um, and this match was fantastic. I almost said phenomenal, but I didn't want to like cliche myself. This was a really good match. I give it four stars. The ending... It did take a while for us to get a good view of the tap out, which I don't know if that was a, uh, an error made by planned. the production crew. I think it was planned um, that way. But we did finally get the view, and AJ does tap out. So, again, that story is going to continue. Uh, Samo- Madman Samojo is what I like to see. And he was, like, full on. I thought he was going to have a coronary after this match. Yeah. Oh, 
I got two thoughts on this. First okay. of all, I'll give you my rating. Let's Four stars. Great match. Fantastic match. I'm pissed at the crowd. Yeah, they should have been yeah. way they were, more They this. were dead as fuck. They sat on their hands the majority of this match, and, and this, this was a great match. Yeah, this match was incredible. And they, like, they like, I mean, they didn't shit on it, but they did by not getting hot for they it. They just didn't give it what it deserved. Yeah. It deserved a lot more, so shame on you. Do you, you guys did you remember in SummerSlam, uh, Joe teased the muscle buster to AJ as well, and similarly... That got no heat. It got no heat here. The whole match didn't get really heat here. I don't understand Maybe why. Maybe it was just it was a, huge TNA marks and I guess, people but, are haters. Oh, this was a good match. That was a fantastic God, was so match, good. man. What do you yeah. give it, Luke? I gave it four stars uh, for sure. And I, we've, I think we've said this maybe once before on the podcast, but... Samoa Joe main of or not main eventing, but Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles for the WWE title. Like f- five years ago, even or ten years ago, like well, I can't believe I made the comment five years ago. Who would have thought AJ Styles would be on the cover of the WWE video game? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how cool to see that that matchup these in guys, WWE. Still, that's so crazy. Both of these men are in their forties, and they're still they can still put oh on a match God. like this. I'm just so grateful we're here for it. Hey Vince, if you're listening, sign Christopher Daniels and let him have a. Th- Triple threat for the title. Yeah, you need the BME in your life. Also, buddy. please put the belt on Joe soon. I, I love like AJ. I, I like it I've, on AJ. I've loved his reign, and I have no complaints about his reign. But I'm ready to see Joe with the strap. And I think we'll get there eventually. But the story continues. I'm not going to complain about that. At also, all. Uh, crazy, crazy ass Joe. Um, kind of similar, Kyle. I mean, you're the huge TNA Mac. Yes, TNA, sir. TNA Mark. I am. Um, when Joe got that face tattoo and was just basically an assassin. Yeah, when he was, was just, just trying to kill everyone. Yeah, he, that was like the period I was the most into Samoa Joe and TNA. That, yeah. Didn't he have like a knife? A or knife that yeah. he carried yeah, around. He, did. he was legit trying to kill people. Yeah, he was. That was one of my favorite Samoa Joes because he was evil. He yeah. was just he was just pissed. Also, I brought this up, and I don't think you two remembered it. But does any of the fans remember when Samoa Joe got kidnapped on Impact? And then I the, don't. And then the next week he was just back, and there was never another mention about it. And everyone's like, "Who kidnapped Samoa Joe?" I just hate, dude. There's one thing that drives me nuts in booking, especially when they do crazy shit. Like, they do crazy shit and then think that the fans have these sh- literally the shortest memories sp- or the attention span of all time. And, you know, I get that one time when Vince's car blew up, Chris Benoit did that thing he did. And so they kind of that abandoned that. That was stupid, too, because kind of what Chris Benoit did had nothing had to do nothing with it. Yeah, they yeah, should have kept that. Yeah, they should have kept that. I don't know about you guys, but I'm still waiting to see who was behind GTV. What? You guys don't remember GTV? No. It was like all these candid cameras that were set up in the locker rooms and like the backstage areas. This was in the Attitude Era. And it would like cut to these random segments of like wrestlers like picking their nose or like making out. And Was it Goldust TV? It was supposed to be Goldust. But oh, then okay. Goldust got injured and they just never resolved the story. Wow. Dude, Goldust had, I mean, huge tangent, but Goldust was fantastic. Maybe next week yeah. we'll, f- we'll find out who was behind GTV. Yeah. It was me the whole time. Research. Uh, so after that, uh, we go cut backstage. Ronda Rousey is warming up, throwing some throwing some punches to the air, shadow boxing, um, and Natalia's there to to cl- hype to, her up. to hype her up. And then we get Miz and Maurice in a backstage interview segment, uh, and then that was pretty good. I love that they're they're uh, coordinating. Yeah. They well, both had the glasses, and they both had matching outfits. Luke which was, was nice. dying after this. After this, for some I'm reason, gonna... Luke thought this was like the funniest thing he'd ever seen. He, no, dude, it was dude, good. Go Luke, Luke will post tweet, the picture. Tonight. I'm gonna tweet out yes. the picture. And not, yes, please not do. Just, not really, Miz. Maurice in those damn glasses had me dying, <laughs> it, it and she did, was just straight faced. So, well, yeah. Zach didn't really watch this. Yeah, night. so I had to, uh, uh, t- I had to tend to my family because uh, there was Costco happened today, and so I had to bring all the the Costco groceries in, and so I'm gonna let uh, Luke and. Kyle kind of take the lead on this match. I, I got a lot of notes on this one. And so I'm going to let Kyle take the lead. Yeah, so I got a lot of notes on this one. The women start the match. 
And Maurice does not want anything to do with Brie Bella. So she goes and tags Miz in real quick. So Miz gets on the attack, and he's punching Brian in the corner and whips Brian in the corner, all that stuff. Um, then he throws him into the corner, and Brian flips over him, hits some moves on him. Brian tags Brie, but Maurice quickly tags the Miz back in. Bree starts the crowd going with the coward chant. They're, oh, the the crowd's hotter for this match than the WWE title match, and that bothers me. I yeah, love I love Daniel Bryan in the Miz, but th- yeah, okay. So yeah. Um, pissed. Let's see. You know they keep doing some stuff. Uh, Bryan <laughs> hits a Frankensteiner at one point. Nice. That was that was a big big nice. match. Roll up to, roll up to cross face by Bryan. Maurice breaks it up and uh, Bree chases her off. Let's see. We get some yes kicks in the corner. Good stuff. Brian launches for a drop kick in the corner. Miz moves. Crash and burn on that one. Back neck breaker by Miz. Yes kicks by Miz. Uh, Miz goes for a soup, the superplex, and the, uh, Brian will fight it off. Flying headbutt missed by Brian. Miz prevents a tag to Brie Bella. Uh, oh, and then uh, what's Corey Graves made a fun announcing comment that I wrote down. He said... Uh, Bree's arms got shorter reaching for the tag like Saxon reaching for the dinner bill. <laughs> I, Dude, li- I, I like Graves. You know yeah. there has to be some inside heat there too. Yeah, oh, for I popped sure. that. Bree's tagged in and uh, Miz gets up to try to protect uh, Maurice and Bree slides under him because Maurice is out of the ring and kicks her outside. Uh, Brian, Brian hits a flying knee off the apron to Miz who's on the outside now and uh, there's a little bit of a cat fight going on there. It's all, It's pretty nice. Pretty nice drop kick. It was actually a lot better than I was expecting on that. Miz breaks up a pin. Brian attacks him. Then both Bree and Daniel Bryan start hitting uh, yes kicks. They miss the final one. Miz is starting to bleed here. Well, and you and you. It was right before that part where Brian was pissed. Oh yeah. Because Miz put his hands on Bree, and so he's no one touches my wife. Similar to what happened on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah and, and just then they, slaps the shit out of him. The heels times. start to leave, and then the faces go get him. And uh, Bree is Maurice, and Maurice just rolls her up, and her and the Miz win. Yeah, I did catch. Crash. I did come into catch like it the, was a the weird. This match. It was a weird ending. I didn't like the ending because like Bree need Maurice, and then just got rolled up out of nowhere. So I understand. Obviously, you didn't. You did not want Daniel Bryan taking another pin. Under right. No circumstances should Daniel be taking another pin. Agreed. Uh, you also similarly don't want Miz to take the pin because that's kind of where the story is still going to go back to. I think, but. Couldn't you have done something? Like, does Maurice have a finisher? No. It, she could have done the skull-crushing finale, dude. What bothers me about this is Daniel needs a win. He's not winning yeah. anything. Yeah. And they've turned him into just another regular guy when he should be a top player. He should be a top player, too. At this point, are you are you confident or do you think that he's going to win the number one contender match at the Super Showdown? I think he has to if he's lost two straight matches. I would love to see Joe win the belt and then have some Joe and Brian matches where Brian finally gets his belt back. So he, what I can oh, what I would be good. what yes, I could see them doing is I could see I could see it going down where Miz wins that match, the number one contender match, takes the title from AJ. Obviously, that means he would have to go over AJ would have to go over Joe again. And then you can set up, you can kind of kickstart that feud around Mania season. Brian can win the title from The Miz at Mania. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but in a long-term booking sense, that makes sense. But like you said, if Brian doesn't win this number one contender match, the feud is over. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, Matt, that would be Miz three to zero at that wins. point. Yeah. So I'm going to give it about two and three quarters stars. It was good for what it was. I, I liked it more than I expected. I originally wrote three down, but I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, no, no way it's a three. So I'm going to go two and three quarters. The ending was kind of lame. The The women aren't traditional women wrestlers. I mean, Brie, I guess, is, but she's wrestled, what, one match in the last... She's yeah. wrestling on TV quite a bit, but she's not... But she's also a lower... T- she came yeah. in right before the Diva or the Women's Revolution, and she... I mean, they did well. The Bree, the Bella Twins did well in tag team action, but she's lower tier. Nikki... She, she is. I would say Nikki's probably a better wrestler than Bree, but Bree is way cuter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, and I, I didn't rate this match because I didn't really see that much. Yeah, I also gave it a two and three quarter stars. The thing with mixed tag matches, man, is... It's very rare that in the mixed tag there is um, two very good, competent female wrestlers or even uh, two very good, competent male wrestlers. There's usually there's usually a mixed tag because there's a weakest link somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so when we got to see Maurice, who's not – not, I mean, she was a Divas champion, but that was a, a low period in, in that title. Um, two – not that good female wrestlers going at it. Um, there was just some some weak selling, some weak punches. It just wasn't it wasn't as good as it should have been. And so mixed tag matches, I'm always kind of sour on. And uh, it just it was slow moving. It was slow moving, and then it was we, better than I yeah, thought it was going to yes, be. Yes, yes, absolutely. But Brian and Miz had to carry, oh, and they they did well. And as even though I'm not a Seahawks fan, I do love. The, the, color the, scheme. The, the matching, yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, I hate unis. the Seahawks, but I like their colors. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, after that match, we got like the most nonchalant injury update to, to, regarding Jeff Hardy's injury because it sounded like he was dying, and Michael Cole was just like, "Yeah, he's he's, he's puking blood." All right, on to the women's yeah, title yeah, match. Dude, what, what the? It was like so yeah. nonchalant. Yeah, Mike did not give a shit about Jeff Hardy. Real quick, no. I know that I know that I'm going way back here, but just a second. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Um. The, after the AJ and Joe match. Uh, Joe kept trying to argue about that, about it being his title. He tried to even steal it from AJ. The crowd marked out when yes. he grabbed the title. <laughs> yes, and AJ just insecurity the shit out of him in the face and left him laying there and just left because he yeah. was just sick of Joe's shit. <laughs> anyway, um, I, thought, I thought that was really cool and yeah. deserved to be noted. After that, we got Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss for the Women's Championship. You hate um, Ronda. I do not hate Ronda. I just think that she... The only reason that the title is on her is because of she is a celebrity, and she will get to the point where she can be like a viable option as champion. But right now, I think in ring she's not there yet. That's all I think. I think in ring sure. she has some kinks to work out, and character wise, she has some kinks to work out. For, and I think it's a little early to strap the title to her, but she has it, and she's keeping but, it. But I mean, a long she time. has like a realistic style. She she looks tough. Yes. She is tough. Yes. She's gonna beat any of these girls' asses, anyways, and mm-hmm. she's not bad in the ring. No, not at all. And she'll she'll continue. Her promo work needs she'll, work. Yeah, she'll continue to get better too. I just would have liked to have seen them, maybe even wait till Mania to like put that title on her. I agree, but at the same time, you gotta ride the wave of Ronda while it's still hot. And if you if you relegate her to, you gotta ride the hot hand. Right, and if you relegate her to non-important matches when she debuts, then by the time it gets there, it, it could it's it's a gamble of yeah. whether it'll be worth it if they'll still get the viewership. So. No, for sure, the blood um, sword. So the kind of the story behind this match, obviously, it's the rematch, Alexa Bliss's rematch for the championship that she lost at SummerSlam. Um, Alexa is selling the ribs and, or beating the ribs of Ronda. Ronda selling her ribs from the attacks on Monday. Um, that was a lot of her. Um, offense, Alexa's offense to this match was just kind of putting, 
Ronda's ribs through the ringer. Uh, Ronda goes for the armbar early. Twice, Alexa escapes both times. One time off a distraction by Alicia Fox. Bliss is working over the ribs some more. Uh, Ronda goes for like a judo throw, but her ribs are too hurt. She can't she can't quite do it. Alexa hits this really cool handspring backflip double knee for like a near fall. That looked really nice. She's so awesome. She is. Uh, Ronda tries for a superplex, but Bliss escapes and puts Ronda in a tree of woe. It's a really nice looking drop kick. Um, Alexa got a lot of offense in this match, actually. Um she starts getting kicks on Ronda's ribs, uh, and then she just straight up mocks Ronda. Uh, Ronda takes offense to that. Uh, she hits a gut wrench like power bomb to Alexa. Hold on, you got it. You got it. Did I miss something? Well, you got to mention the whole hulking up sequence. Though. Oh yeah, she pretty much hulks up. No, she gets she gets pissed, and she yeah. gets like this death glare, and looks at you know it's like a I'm sick of your shit. And then Alexa, who is probably the best selling women's wrestler right now. Um, looks at her, like, her eyes get huge, and she's like, ah! Yeah, like, it she was just awesome. Screams. Uh, and, yeah, then she hits that, like, gut wrench power bomb to her, um, and then she gets up. Bliss, uh, tries for a rib kick. At this point, she's so hulked up, she's not feeling anything. She picks up Bliss, does a rolling Death Valley driver, puts in the arm bar, instantaneously, <laughs> Uh, Alexa Bliss taps. The second, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. And the second she gets that armbar on, she taps out because and Ronda retains. Yeah, go ahead. Because, you know, in an MMA fight, if you hold on that, that armbar too long, your arm's going to snap in it's half. It's snapping, yes. Yeah. Or it's going to come out of the socket or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. So it was great to see that Alexa tapped real quick. And it gave Ronda that credibility. Yeah, it gave her that MMA credibility. I'm giving it two and three quarters stars. It wasn't bad. It was sloppy in some spots. Both sold great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really, really liked the finish. Yeah, I gave it. Uh, I gave, actually gave it three stars. I liked it more than the the, the mixed tag match. Um, and what I really liked, Ronda did do like the cliche. Uh, Are you guys like? Well, after the rolling Death Valley driver, you guys ready for this? Sort of a thing. But then you also had oh, we're, we're back on Twitch, oh everybody! My gosh. Incredible. <laughs> and of course, as we got to the finish of the. Um, anyways, a lot of stuff happened in that Ronda versus. Yeah, the Ronda Alexa Bliss Alexa match. She's fantastic at selling, and uh, I'm so glad that she didn't tease the armbar for five minutes straight. Yeah, I agree. Um, How much? What did you give it? I give it two point six. Um, I thought it was just barely better than your average match, uh, but just barely. Um, Ronda has a lot of work to do still, but she's getting she's hater. getting better. This was her most like standard wrestling yeah, match. You want some haterade, bro? Yeah, dude. Uh, this was her most. I gave the match a two point six. It wasn't great. It was okay. It wasn't great, but it was. It was I don't know. I, I really. Liked I, it. I liked it too. Um, but whatever. I do love the arm bar and just how strong that they're keeping it, and they're making pretty much everybody just succumb instantly to it. And I do, I do like that a lot. So yeah, I'm gonna give the match two point six. Like I said, it was just barely better. I That's thought what you than like your now. average match. Uh, after that decent little match, uh, we are getting hyped up for the main wait, event wait, 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 of wait, the wait, evening. Wait, 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 wait. We're not getting hyped up yet. We got Samoa Joe being a fucking angry little guy. I was going to get there. I was going to get there. Go ahead and talk about it. He's in the back screaming at the ref. He's screaming at Paige. Paige looking all cute, yelling at him back, telling him to calm the fuck down. She stood up to that crazy. Yeah, she was looking great, and she's like, Joe, you calm the fuck down. She didn't didn't say it like that. but quit. Then they uh, agreed on a a no-holds-barred match, no-disqualification match at Super Show. Yeah, uh, so that that should be... Real good. Yeah. I just they just keep making these two guys kill each other and I'm all 
I mean, I'm all for it. Can what I can be I honest, say? though? Yeah, please. I kind of hate these other country pay-per-views that they're doing that start at, like, 9 in the morning and I stuff. know, I know. It's it's so annoying because uh, then I have to stay off Twitter and I need to stay off... While you're at work. Not even when I'm at work. Just, like, if I'm on my break and I want to go look at Twitter, I don't want to spoil stuff for me. But in Australia, I mean, at least we're going to see women's matches, right? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I was gonna say at least there's none of the political uh, or social backlash that they'll be receiving because at did, least this isn't in, in a normal. Place. Didn't they get some social backlash or some like backlash from showing that commercial that had yes Carmella in it? Yeah, they showed a commercial with women in it, and the Saudi government was did not take too kindly to that. It was just Carmella looking real good in her um, little yeah. So little yeah, I agree. Suit. That yeah. match should be great though at the Super Showdown. I'm yeah, excited I agree. for that. I agree. Um, by the way, I should. I feel like it's worth noting we are not going to do a show on the Super Showdown just because, again, it is going to be a show during the day. It's going to be kind of hard to coordinate our schedules. Um, but well, yeah, I typically mean, we're going to be doing these these live shows. I'd, I'd like to keep live streaming them if you guys would. Yeah, I'm sure. Down. Um, I'm down. We're here anyway. You don't break it again. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Um, but we will be uh, kind of not doing that. We'll talk about it in a normal episode. But yeah. we're not going to be doing a, a, a show If there's things that need review. to be touched on, we'll touch on it. Definitely. I'm sure we'll watch it all apart. We'll touch Definitely. it all. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, it is now time for the main event Your of main the evening. event of the evening. Yes. We got a video package to hype it up before. That yeah, was pretty Buffer. good. You do sound just like I'm him. I'm Kyle Sigler. Oh, nice to meet you. Hey. Uh, not Michael Buffer. Things are okay. really falling off. The, we're, we're, the wheels are falling off this bus now. Don't you? He did it. Uh, uh, pretty good video package, actually. I thought... Um, uh, and also on Twitch, Moose Carnage, uh, I know who you are, and we're not taking off our shirts. <laughs> Do you like my shirt, though? <laughs> it says heel, and it's Darth Vader. It's, um, it's D-Vitty. Yeah, let's get to this match. Yeah, okay, let's get sorry. to this match. Uh, first off, the video package beforehand was really nice, I thought. It went back. It chronicled, like, Braun and Roman's feud going way back to, like, when he flipped the ambulance. So we're talking, like, a year and a half worth of story here that they're kind of covering. And it was good. And uh, it didn't make me any more excited for the match, but... It was a solid video package. Can I point something out before the match starts? Please do. Foley comes out, car crash, you know. Yeah. And he might have had the biggest pop of the night. Dude, people love Foley. People love Mick Foley. And I'm going to ask another question on Facebook tonight Mm. when, you know, I get home and stuff. Who is your favorite face of Foley? We did the Hardy Boys question last week. Who do who is your favorite face of Foley? Is it Cactus Jack? Is it Mankind? Mankind? Or is it Dude Love? Or is it even just Mick Foley by itself? I, it's 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 Mankind for me because Dude that's just who I like associate Foley with. But man, Cactus Jack's Cactus Jack's great too. Cactus Jack's my favorite. I like the sadistic Foley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess Mankind was kind of sadistic too. At least in the, like, oh, the beginning yeah. of his oh, run yeah. he was. He yeah. kinda got more towards the comedy but, towards the end, but you know, and I also like how Cactus Jack would periodically come back for feuds with like triple h and Randy yeah, Orton and sure. stuff cactus jack is probably my pick um but the most well-rounded by far is mankind to me especially when you look at when he was wearing like the brown singlet and like ripping his hair out and he was yeah, like yeah. crazy yeah yeah for and, sure. then, and then he evolved into a, a guy with a white shirt and i'm not even a dude love hater or anything People, some of my friends think i'm a dude, dude love hater but I just think it's the worst of the three gimmicks. No, I, I agree with that completely. Um, so he does come Best out first. Again, team. it is worth noting he is the guest referee for the Hell in a Cell match, the uh, Universal title match between Roman Reigns, who, of course, is the champion, and Braun Strowman. Um, 
essentially the reason he's the guest referee refereeing this match is because it's been 20 years since the iconic Hell in a Cell match between he and the Undertaker at King, King of the, of the Ring. Ring. Yep. And it's just a good way to remind people that, hey, I exist and I'm kind of the granddaddy of this match and put me in it. In classic fashion, he had the, the button up and he took a Sharpie <laughs> and like, made the zebra stripes. Yeah. And he had like a weird white pocket with the WWE logo on it and it bothered me for no reason really at all. I really did. I loved it. I don't care. Um, Real- so, yeah, go ahead. Um, I don't know if you've got it here to talk about Roman Reigns. New music would it help? I think I think a new song would help because people are like t- conditioned to boo that song. Yeah, when so it's not followed, when it's not preceded boo. by the Shields. Even like, though he spiel. got a pop here, even though he you got know what's a pop. weird a too is like Dean and Seth both got new music. Yeah, and, and Roman he just, just like took the Shields. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't like it. Roman, I, I will say, was. I didn't feel that over when he was coming out. No. And I hate the freaking way he carries the belt. Can yeah, I, just I say do that? too. The way he slings it over his shoulder like a knapsack. It's like he doesn't care about it. Yeah, and he just walks, he essentially drags it out with him, and then he slings it over his arm. It just, it, it doesn't, it's not a good look. It doesn't, I think he's it, too nonchalant yeah. about so, things. So the thing, the thing I don't like about it is, you know, you're getting these face shots about him. Right, you're getting the the front face, mm-hmm. and he is not holding the belt. Yeah, in you front don't of the see title. the belt, so it's like he doesn't even give a shit about it. Yeah, you know, I I miss traditional wearing it, but I I'm super down with holding it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like here, mm-hmm. but I am not cool with just flinging it over your shoulder like it. When he's just trying to be different, but yeah, he just looks like he does it looks not bad. Give um, one shit, and he's just so nonchalant about everything. But it, it just comes off as careless to me. Uh, he, and it's again, he was not that over. He was getting cheered more than he was getting booed, which I thought was interesting. But even then, it, it was a muted reaction compared yeah, to right. if you look at the the match he had with Joe. I forget the pay per view, but where they got booed out of the building, like he, he's not getting booed anymore, but he's not really getting noise anymore. Fair to Midland. Yeah, um, this match was uh, weird. <laughs> uh, yes. So it, it starts off. It's big man hosting each other up. Um, Roman gets sent into the post right off the bat. And then he gets outside the ring, gets sent into the cell, gets sent into the cell again. Uh, Roman forearms Braun when they're still outside of the ring. Uh, Reigns takes a nice stair bump here. Uh, this will not be the first that he takes. He does recover long enough to hit a drive-by onto Braun on the outside. And, and then, then another. Yes, and then he got choke slammed onto the apron on the outside by uh, Braun, which was pretty cool. You don't see a apron choke slam. The impact wasn't great. They didn't do a replay of it, and I think that's why. But just the, the visual of a man choke slamming another man onto the hardest part of the ring. People forget that. People do forget that's the hardest part of the ring. Um, and then Braun takes the stairs, hits Roman again, and then just chucks the stairs into the ring. You're getting more stairs in this match. Whether you like it or not. I believe there's a chair at this point, maybe, too. There's some weapons being thrown into the ring. Real quick side commentary. Yeah, please. Uh, Roman is the king of the uh, the the shoulder tackle post bump. Of, yes. Of missing, of missing that dive and then just taking it into the shoulder. And then uh, Braun Strowman is the king of the wardrobe malfunction. and uh, His about, nipples are always popping out of his shirt. About quarter chub when that... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, he, he's had more nip slips than Janet Jackson, for oh, sure. Oh, definitely. Um, so, nice. So, nice. Uh, uh, Roman gets a kendo stick, just beats the hell out of Braun with it. Braun no-sells the shots, and then just breaks. It was already kind of broken, but he just yeah. breaks the kendo the rest of the way over his knee. Uh, the men go back inside. Uh, Roman tr- tries for a chair shot. Braun catches the chair, like, with his elbows, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, he eats the chair shot, well, but no, he, like, he, he, catches like, it. He, like, yeah, under his it. arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, Roman gets Superman punches Braun twice. Then Roman needs a choke slam because it was another pretty much 
no sell by Braun. Uh, that gets a near fall. And then Roman hits a pop-up Superman punch for a near fall. And then Roman gets a table. He sets it up in the corner. Uh, Braun brings the stairs back in, drills Roman. He, like, takes the stairs, like, vertically and, like, smashes them down onto his tummy. That gave me a tummy ache just looking at it. That's where the flak jacket comes in, though. Yeah, good thing he's wearing a bulletproof vest because he's got a lot of padding that can eat eat a lot of that. Um, while that's all going on, uh, we notice there's a little the, the crowd starts cheering at something, and then we cut back just long enough to see uh, Braun get speared through the table, and both men in the cell are dead for a while, and we're gonna figure out why. Way too long. Here shortly. Way too long. Uh, so the crowd starts going crazy for like a distraction outside of the ring. Oh, here comes McIntyre and Dolph. They're trying to get into the steel cage. For no cell. damn reason. I mean, they're trying to back up their buddy, but. It, this just like went to a place that I didn't really want it to go. So then I knew who was coming after that. Of course, here comes the rest of the shield. Uh, Seth and Dean come out. All four men start brawling. They brawl over by the announce tables. And then Dolph's the first one to climb the cell. But he, cli- he, he climbed it for no reason. Why did he climb the cell? Because he was trying to get away from getting his ass beat by Seth. But why did he just, well, No, <laughs> it seemed like he went up there with a, more of a purpose of yeah. like to beat someone's ass. And, and no one was up there. No one was up there. I thought he was just trying to get away from really? the shield. It didn't yeah. seem very frantic. I don't know. I agree. I agree with uh, Luke. And then shortly after that, yeah. the other three men <laughs> climb the table. And they all just start brawling on top of the cell for some reason. Braun and, Braun and uh, Roman are still dead on the inside of the ring. Like... They were selling the effects for way too long. God, what felt like 10 long. minutes, man. Yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman's never staying down that long, ever. <laughs> ever. He could get th- he, a car could land on him, and Literally. he's not going to stay down yeah. that long. Uh, it's just getting weird here. Kane knocked over a, like a whole like thing of lights on him, and he didn't stay down for that long. Yeah. Um, and then they, they compacted him in a garbage truck one time, and he didn't even stay down. <laughs> and he didn't even stay <laughs> yeah. dead, remember, which he should have been. Remember when it was the shield and Kurt Angle? Yeah. Minus Roman. It was Uncle Kurt um, taking the shield to put... Braun in a yeah, that's truck. a good point. And so, so I think Miz was the one who ended up doing it. Miz and Kane and all them, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, was it? Was yeah. it the other heels? Did they yeah, yeah, the other heels yeah. did it. They tried um, to kill him. Jesus. So go ahead. They're brawling on top of the cell for what seems like ever. I mean, there's some cool spots on the top of the oh, cell. Yeah. And it, it was cool. It was cool. And it seemed very flimsy up there. Yeah. There was one oh, piece yeah. of the cage where I was like, dude, are they going to do a spot where like, yeah, like, like was... the fully spot? But that cage was so damn high. No way. They. <sighs> It was cool, but it just I didn't need it in this match. No. I mean, I, I didn't need it and I didn't it. want it. I liked it. I just thought it was a little much. Um, so eventually Dolph starts climbing. I guess he decides, well, this was stupid. Starts climbing down the and cage. I agree. Uh, the cell and uh, Seth says, "Oh no, you don't." And he starts climbing down the cell. They're both about halfway up at this point. Maybe a little higher than halfway up, but three quarters up, maybe. It's, it's half. Uh, it's they half. start brawling on the cell. Both men go through the announce table, of course. Two guys in the audience try to start a holy shit chant, but the audience, I think, was a little perplexed and confused at this point because nobody bid on it. Yeah, it was like that St. Valentine's Day massacre uh, where it was Stone Cold versus Vince in a cage. Yep, yep. And he bounced his head off of the wall and then he just, like, bounced into yeah. the announce table. So it was just a double, um, double one. So they're down there doing their thing. And I think, didn't... didn't uh, uh, Drew and Dean kind of just stayed up there didn't they? Yeah, for a while. Yeah, I think they knocked each other out up there. Yeah, so they're down, and then. But then we get Brock Lesnar's fr- music yeah, hits. I was gonna say, we get some familiar music, and out comes Brock and Paul. Angry Brock comes out. Well, Paul angry Hayden. Paul, he's cussing Paul out the ref. I gotta, I, gotta, yeah. I gotta say though, Brock looks really good here. Yeah, he looks healthy. He looks he, great, and he and he looks rejuvenated when we get into. I what agree. Happens. A little slim. Um, so they come out. Mick's trying to get him to leave. Paul's not having any of it. Just maces Mick Foley. That was like the extent of Mick Foley's involvement in this match. He got maced. And then Braun... So he's trying to get like the other ref outside to unlock the cage. Yeah. And he won't do it. So Braun just... Brock. Brock. Brock just... 
kicks the shit kicks out of the, the door. door down. Yeah. And then he like leans it against the ring and uses it to walk into the As ring. A ramp, yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was awesome. It was hilarious. And then he throws the door into the into the um back into the ring, gets in the ring, takes the table fragments, beats Braun with it. Beats Roman with it. F5s both beats guys. Beats Braun with it again. Beats yeah. Braun with it again. Then he F5s both guys. And he F5s Roman on top of Brock. Yeah, then he F5s Roman on top of Brock. Um, and literally, that's the end of the pay-per-view. They basically... They, that's a non-finish. The match doesn't end. There's garbage. no bell. The ending was terrible the, for what yeah. I thought was an okay match. I thought it was fine. I just... There was way... it I And I, it got overbooked towards the end. There was way too much going on at the end of this match and this might have been one of my least favorite pay-per-view finishes that i could remember in a long long time there is no reason why both these guys could have not continued this match yeah they didn't even do a 10 count or anything no the ref just came in looked out and was like yeah it was like the bell didn't even ring no it didn't it was just you saw the logo on the bottom left you saw brock leaving and the show ended yeah. I hated the end of the show. Yeah, it was bullshit. It left a sour taste in my mouth. The match overall, I'm gonna give two stars. It 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 just it just was chaos and not in a good way. <laughs> I, I gave it two and a half. I I enjoyed it. I I was like I did entertained. Too. Yeah. Uh, I the only thing I wish is was there if there was a finish. If I, there was a finish, I would have given it at least three stars. I would have given it a better rating. Even yes. if Roman would have won, I still would have given it three stars. I'm not a Roman fan at all. I want to see Braun win the title. Brock looked good. I'm excited to see what he has to do now. This is going to lead to a triple threat, right? Absolutely. Right, and but I want I want to see how Brock because Brock was getting really stale. He looked better. He he was moving better. He was he spry. Se- he seemed energized. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see where that goes. As long as he doesn't win the title back, I'm all for it. I mean, I'll take him over Roman. Ah, oh, not me. So I gave it two and a half stars. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But you know, when anytime you have to give a Hell in a Cell match less than three stars you know they fucked it up yeah and uh this one it was it was fun for a while and then like you said it just got overbooked crazy and that non-finish was terrible you always remember the last part of the movie the final scene and this was bullshit to an awesome pay-per-view there's no excuse of why this show needed to end this way there's no, none. No, it needed a finish. Yep, it, for sure. Anything. Any, it, it needed something. So if, you, if you're going to do a, a finish like that, and obviously you, you can't do a DQ or something in a, in a Hell in a Cell match, so it's harder to have a non-winner. But even in that case, I mean, have Roman, when he gets F5'd onto uh, Braun, have him just lay there and that counts as the pinfall and the ref counts the Yeah, trick. that would anything. be cool. Yeah. But this was this was nothing. It wasn't even a finish. You can't even call it a non-finish. The bell never rang. The bell never as rang. As far as we know, they're both laying there still, and the match is still going. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Um, it really so. It really was a bad way to end the show. But overall, let's not end it on a negative note. Sure. Even though they did. I thought this show was super solid. Uh, just another great WWE show following up the success of SummerSlam. I thought this was better than SummerSlam. Yes. I, I did too. Yes. I, I gave it a B plus. Me as well. Show, yep. And it would have been A minus with a better ending. Definitely. It might have been, yeah, A minus or an A, dude. I don't know. Well, there was a couple matches. I thought that it was were, a okay, very, yeah, a very minus, good pay-per-view. Minus, yeah. Even even this finish, like, I'm still very pleased with the show. Yeah, I agree. I thought this was, was, it was not, for the most part, not overbooked. I think all the right people won. I think the feuds that need to continue are continuing. Yes. 
And I think for the most part, this was just a, a, a hit for WWE and kudos to all the performers. This was a solid show. And at least we got to see one Hell in a Cell match that was awesome and done the right way. Yep, which I agree. Is, it's, so hard to be, it's so hard to believe. I mean, I guess I'm just a hater, but it's so hard to believe that it's the one that Randy Orton was involved in. Dude, yeah, that, but that, that first, was an incredible that Hell in a Cell match. Cell, if you're going to watch one of the Hell in a Cell matches, watch the first one. Yeah. yeah, yeah the first sure. one. I mean, in every single way, was just a better, mm-hmm. a better experience. Oh, um, so yeah. not a bad show. No, not um, a bad B show. Plus. B I'm going to give you guys a rundown on what's coming up with the right dates and stuff. Yes, and the we right have years. the list right yeah. in front of us. Yep. So on September 26th, we will be releasing ECW December to Dismember 2006. This was a show with an extreme elimination chamber. Next after that, WrestleMania 10 is a fan request. After that, we got TNA Bound for Glory 2005, and this was one of the shows that really got me into mm-hmm. TNA back in the day. And after that, we got King of the Ring 1998, yes, my Halloween favorite. Havoc 1996, and then WWE Evolution 2018. Which is worth noting, I will not be around for the Evolution show, so Luke and Kyle... We got you. They'll yeah. be running, they'll be running ship. Um, there probably won't be a video stream for that probably one. Probably won't be live streaming that one. Yeah, we're not that smart. Again, I apologize for the live stream issues tonight. I, I don't know what happened. We'll get that ironed out. I'd like to keep doing these live streams. I do yeah, too. I yeah. had a good time. I love them. Um, I love them. Thanks, everybody, for, for listening. Again, uh, let's let's end it on a note of please support the podcast. Support your friends. And hey, Moose Carnage, I'll take off my shirt for you later. <laughs> oh. Uh, support holla, us holla, Support holla. us on Store Envy, bigboysbodyslams.storeenvy.com. Buy a shirt. Support us on Patreon. That's the best way to support this podcast. If it's just $1 a month. One dollar a month. That's it. Gets That's you it. early access to all of our throwback shows, the live shows. Everybody's gonna kind of be getting those at the same time. Maybe in the future, if we get enough, we can have the live stream opened up just to you guys. Just throwing a little bait out there. But a dollar a month gets you early access to all the shows. And I'm telling you guys, honestly, the tiers only get better from there. We're sitting on a new show idea. We just need some people to donate to that tier, and we got a new show coming to you guys once a month. You're gonna get a new show. That's really cool. You're going to get your name in credits. If you donate $15 a month, you're going to get your name read aloud in the beginning of the show. Anything Guys, you want. There well, are so yeah. many reasons to donate to our Patreon page. If you can't, I get it. Leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review on the Google Play Store. Just support your friends. Subscribe talk to, us to us on YouTube. We Just, get lonely. We're here to hang out. We're friendly guys. Send us a message on Facebook. DM us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. We are here for it. We love every single one of you guys. Thank you for listening. We love you, Olga Maniacs. And the podcast will be out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Woo! Yeah. Um,